Welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Hello and welcome to the latest PR Moment podcast. This week we're starting a new series called PR Reset, where I'm catching up with CEOs of some of the UK's most prominent PR firms to talk about how they see their business, the PR world and frankly the wider economy resetting post the COVID-19 lockdown. First up, we've got the founder of W Communications, Warren Johnson. Before we start, just an update on the PR Moment Awards. The London event is still on for September the 2nd and the Manchester event is on for September the 22nd. With scenario planning currently, uh, and like the rest of you, monitoring and anticipating the government's regulations um, and where they're likely to be um, come the start of September. Um, personally, I'm looking at what's going on in Germany as the most useful way of working out what's going to come next. In essence, there are a couple of scenarios, either a hybrid virtual event with smaller, probably company-specific parties, or an actual real event. Imagine that with all the required social distancing rules. So we're on it. Thanks so much for all your patience and we'll continue to update you as life hopefully continues to return to normal and we have further clarity on the situation and what it's likely to be in September. Finally, as ever, thanks so much to our PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Welcome, Warren, to the PR Moment podcast. Thanks, Ben. Nice to, uh, nice to reconnect after lockdown. Yeah, indeed. It's, um, it's, it's, things are starting to, um, to pick up, I, I, I feel, um, both within the PR world and the, uh, the wider economy. Um, now, we've talked um, a, a fair bit on this podcast, and if you've listened to them or not, Warren, over the last month or so, previously about how PR firms have, have suffered during the lockdown. Um, and, and, you know, it's hard to, to put a, a number on it, but, but most seem to be anywhere between 15, 10, 20%, and, and in some cases down to 60% down. Um, but So I don't want to concentrate too much on that, um, on this show, because I really want this to be on, on, with a, on the theme of reset um, and where we go going forward. Um, but just um, give us a quick overview before we move on to that about how you've managed this crisis for W. Um, we, uh, I mean, it's been challenging, as you can imagine. Um, I had probably the worst three weeks of my professional career as we got, I think, I spoke to my FD and I think we renegotiated something like 42 separate client contracts in about two or three weeks. Um, so our, our really, uh, our objective is to, to support our clients. Um, you know, some of them were across travel, hospitality, some areas that were quite heavily hit, other areas where they were going to spend more money. Um, but our, really, the, our job was to ensure that money didn't leave for good. So that, you know, if clients were looking for pauses, we were making sure that we were effectively compensated and that was that was locked in to to recur so we took a small revenue hit um but actually by being um quite aggressively commercial in terms of cost base um you know we we, we did take a couple of furloughed opportunities in our restaurant division which was obviously you know rendered rather sleepy for a few months um so our, our, our ebit didn't really take a hit um although revenues did probably take a eight to ten point downturn for a few months but it, it, it you know it's it's amazing how um you think you run a tight ship um in the good times um and then when you need to to to, to tighten your belt to maintain profitability there's there's always a lot more down the back of the sofa i think i mentioned earlier just about some of the um 
you know, some of our kind of ongoing breakfast bills, our, our sort of um, a, a cardo shop, in inverted commas, for the office was, you know, ran into thousands of pounds a month. So it was quite easy to maybe um, scale back on some of our lavish uh, fruit and flowers bills, um, amongst other things. So not, not being in the office um, actually saves you a vast amount of money. So it, it, there were some quite basic things like that. You know, we, we had a... Uh, you know, uh, a very expensive tent at Soho House Festival, which uh, I think we're probably due to be at in a few days' time, uh, which was refunded. So actually, a lot of stuff naturally came back, which, which right. allowed us to... to so, so, so the rumour that, that you say 4K on Syria, was that, is that true or, or is, that, is, is, is that not true? I think that was put about by the Kellogg's PR people. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, there was, you know, it's like, you know, there's a hundred people in our office and it's, it's, you do run up bills on, on ridiculous things. I, it, I having really been through my bills, I discovered I've been paying an ex-employee to her house membership for 18 months. So, you know, there was, when, when things are going well, you, you, you don't really question anything. And, and when, you know, when you're forced to kind of look inwards in a, in a global, global recession, you, you look over everything and you become, you know, I, I think the good businesses will be even stronger and even more resilient coming out of this. And I think some of the others will, you know, will, will struggle. So we feel like we're very much match fit at the moment. Let's come on to that a minute. Just, just talk me through. You mentioned, what was it? For, do you say 42 contracts? Well, we just, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, clearly don't go into my minute detail on that. But what does that mean? You, you're... you're you're changing the because people people are already on a contract, right? So they're then yeah. coming to you and say, right, we need to renegotiate in effect, Warren. And and what yeah. are you doing? You're you're kicking a bit of the work down the road, but keeping the money or, or various or, or keeping the money and this know, this is the hard bit. If it if there'd been a cookie cutter answer to your question, it would have taken me a hell of a lot less time. So the thing that killed me was was each one was bespoke, and we had to take a call. You know, whether some of those businesses were gonna survive so a few of them we we were put, we we asked them to terminate the contract and pay out our notice um others you know were very long-term clients but but certainly if you're a um you know if you're a hotel operator and you're uh, you know you, you've had all of your or a, or a very large restaurant operator and you've had your you've been told you have to shut your you know clearly we can't do any work for them at all so we we were able to put pause on some of those contracts so there were lots of kind of different exotic options um and the, the thing that killed me was it, each one had a slightly different um a different solution but the the, the real upside was that we were able to retain in excess of 95 percent of that income so broadly it was kicked down the road is a, is a kind of short answer to your question and actually strangely you know some of those businesses came back a lot sooner than we than we'd expected um and some of our clients have really thrived within it I mean, you must, uh, when you started this process to be, uh, what did you say, eight to 10 um, percent down or so, that, that must have been at the, the upper end of your best case scenario, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you don't really know what, what the bottom is going to look like. But um, I think we, 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 we um, by virtue of being independent, we were able to move very aggressively. Um, by, by getting out, out of our office before lockdown started, that, that reduced quite a lot of cost. Um, you know, we've not reduced any of our staff salaries. Um, we took this as an opportunity to maybe, you know, thin, thin the herd a little bit. Um, you know, I think by, by getting ahead of it, calling what we thought it was going to look like and sticking to that plan, it allowed us to respond in the best way possible. Now you've you've recently brought in um, a new CEO in Rachel Friend. 
Um, what did you decide that time was right to, to bring it outside into that position? Uh, we've been talking for some time. I've been around for, for a few years. Um, I've always been very, very impressed. Uh, I think we first met when I was um, judging the um, one of her Agency of the Year submissions. Um, we had, um, you know, I'm, I'm, as as we grow the business, you know, we've got multiple offices now. We're making more acquisitions. I, you know, I want to be a, a an agency as big as Weber, and I, I, I don't know what that looks like. Um, so I need someone that that does, and I think that there's very few people that that I, I I think I could work with in partnership and and when I initially put that list together Rachel was number one on my list um and I was I was pretty shocked when she you know was 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 willing to entertain a conversation much less when she actually accepted the job so I think you know we are um you know as a, as a sort of football analogy it's like you know it's trying to sign a player that in many ways is 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 bigger than the club that we currently are at the moment so we're we're very excited today's actually her first day so um hence we've got quite a good show in the office um today but yeah i think it signals very much a return to work you know rachel's in at the moment or will be for the rest of the week independence has been well documented over the last few years independence had a, a good a good run do you see what i mean yeah. um yeah. relative to the the group owned firms i was just thinking about it the other day would you say independence have had a pretty good lockdown compared to the the, the group loan firms, and I, I suppose if so, why? Uh, agility. Um, I certainly, you know, having spoken to a lot of people, I think that we'd we'd um, you know we'd already made our cost savings and started on our back to work plan by the time a lot of the networks had even figured out how they're going to save some cost. I think that there will be a, um, my take is there'll be a sort of a, a, a two-speed recovery for the industry. I think some of the better operators will, um, are probably already back on their A game um, and are navigating what this sort of brave new world looks like. I think businesses that are, you know, still figuring out what they're doing, moving slowly. I, th I think the, the, the big global network model is, is very, very slow and very, you know, finding it hard to respond to, to, to the needs. And I think that, there's this slight nanny state evolving of, of keeping people as far away from the office as possible. And having spent three and a half months in lockdown, you know, the first month you kind of go, wow, this is great. You know, I'm getting loads of work done. And then sort of, you know, by three months you go, I've missed collaborating with people. I've missed bouncing ideas off people. You know, it, 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 Zoom is not the right format to be creative, you know? Um, so I think that um, businesses that, that find uh, safe and healthy ways to return to the office are, are going to recover more quickly and be more able to innovate, um, to grow, to hire. It's gonna be pretty hard to hire the best talent if, if you know, the requirement is that the office is still shut. You know, the, the best talent want to work with other, other great people. So I think some of the, yeah, there will no doubt be a few networks that do well, but I think some of the stronger independents, I think, are going to be very well poised to, you know, um, do even better coming out of this because they can respond quickly. And I think, you know, that the work will be ultimately the proof will be in the pudding. I think the the quality of the work work is always best done, in my view, in collaboration. And I just, you know, I think Zoom is an effective way of communicating, but I'd less so the collaborating and developing best in class ideas. Sure. Uh, quite a few PR firms I talk to are thinking about returning to to the office. Um, a lot of them are saying um, September is 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 a time when they're thinking about doing it. But 
uh, and indeed how they might do it. Um, but as you, you obviously, as you've said a few times, you're back in the office. W has been back since well today, just July the first. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So we're we're in a kind of beta phase for it at the moment. Um, we've working on a kind of very much sort of voluntary basis. So we're some of our key management will will be in on, on a regular basis. I'm going to be in every day now. Um, we've um, had to, I guess, slightly retool the office to ensure that we're kind of compliant from a health and safety perspective. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very much hoping there are some people that for very, very clear health reasons might not return for some time. But from my point of view, I'm, I'm very much hoping to see a, a large chunk of our of our team before September, and really by by you know by September one, by the time school starts again, I'm, I'm my ambition is that we'll be very close to you know capacity again. I think clearly for me the big thing that's going to change is um, you know our people want to go and cram cram their way you know um, onto a tube but rush hour I think clearly not that's that that's going to be something that will have to change but you know the what I'm hearing people are keen to, to see people and work work together and bounce ideas off each other so my view is having been in lockdown myself just having come back and had a different view a different way of talking to people i've already had you know my 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 the you know the, the the kind of fog of a lockdown has already lifted so i'm i'm keen that more people experience that cool. and what what's the the employee angle is obviously the, the the sort of key bit of that really um you presumably done some surveys and asked your employees how they feel about it what what, what seems to be the feedback we had um, a th roughly kind of a third, a third, a third. We had a third people that were, that were gagging to come back. Um, uh, in fact, our, our FD came back even, you know, almost before we opened the office. Um, we, we had a third of people who wanted to come back but had some reservations. Um, the majority of those reservations were, were less about actually once they're in the office, but it was about travel. Um, so... The one thing that I, I mean, I, I can't change the tubes or the buses, but we, we've extended a, back, a, a bike to work scheme. So I've, I'm, I'm funding the first chunk of any, any bike purchases in addition to, you know, the, 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 the kind of government scheme as well. So it should ensure that people can, have, can bike, uh, cycle to work for free if they want to. And then there are another third of people that are, that are really going to struggle. Uh, and, and they're the ones that we need to work on. Um, some of which, um, I mean, Mark, our ECB, has a heavily pregnant wife and a two-hour commute. So clearly, you know, we're not going to drag him back uh, too soon. Um, other people, I, I think some of the challenges have been some of the younger ones have, have given up flats in London and moved back to their parents. So that, that, that presents a problem, which I think we're going to need to work on a case-by-case on -case basis. But, uh, you know, a, a significant majority are keen, keen to get back in. I've long since had the idea that um, a bunch of PR agencies should, should club together and basically buy a property um, for, um, uh, which, which in essence is a sort of hotel come dormitory for, um, for, for, for PR people who, um, who, who are, um, for junior PR people, if you see what I mean. So um, maybe, that, maybe there's an idea for you there, Warren. That's, that's got a lawsuit written all over it, Ben. I can't imagine. It's like the Big Brother house on steroids. That would be terrifying. The, uh, the documentary would make more than the PR agency. <laughs> exactly. No, you're right. And, and I remember actually um, Golan did something really nice a few years ago where I think they had a kind of... Um, that They'd done something similar on a much smaller scale. But yeah, look, it's, it's, 
I'm keen that people are, are coming back to the office the, the majority of their time, but th- those that can't get into central London and, and aren't sure where they're going to live, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to be in a position where we can have people, you know, working remotely permanently. So I, I think that is going to present a few a few problems, but I think let's let's get the core people back first and we can figure out the rest later. Okay. Now, when we spoke before, um, I think you said where you were, you were surprised by the number of firms that needed to furlough people. I, I wasn't sure whether you meant that from a, a PIT perspective or a, a, a wider economy perspective, or frankly, both. Um, and one of the other th- lines I really liked you said was that we needed to go through a, a stage of, the country needed to go through a stage of reprofessionalizing itself. Just, just talk me through what you mean by that. I think, um, I think the, you know, certainly a lot of the, the industry heads that I speak to, I think there's been a, um, I think our, our, our biggest issue is, is a, a, a sort of um, entry level. I think there's a, there's a, there seems to be, and I, I know that it's, you know, it's, it's my right as, a, as an older man now to, to moan about the, gener- the, the, the younger generation, but there's a, there's a lack of um, things like LinkedIn have created a sense. There's thousands of jobs out there. There's lots of, there's a lack of loyalty. There's a lack of sense of career. You know, when I started in um, PR, I knew that I knew nothing. And I was lucky, I felt, I felt lucky to have a job and lucky that someone, in this case, Mike Morgan of Red, was, was kind enough to sort of, you know, train me and humour my, you know, stupidity. Um, there's, that, there's a lack of sense of sort of apprenticeship within the industry now. And I think that there's people have become overly confident about job security, job... And I, I just think, you know, this, this sort of, you know this inflection point within the industry shows that, you know, jobs aren't, you know, people should be thankful for jobs, that they shouldn't just take them for granted. So I think that, um, you know, there's, there's with any, you know, this is effectively a correction to the market. There's, there's too many agencies out there. Some are amazing. Some aren't quite good enough. You know, we, we win a lot of clients from other agencies who have, you know, I think done, done the industry a disservice. And that goes with, you know, talent out there as well. So I think that, you know, as, as with any recession, there's a certain thinning of the herd. And I think that there'll be on aggregate, as, as I say, a, a reprofessionalization of the industry. I think that all, all of the best people will, will do better. Um, and some of the, the poor, poor performers, both agency wide and talent wide, will perhaps leave the industry, which is a good thing. Well, you, if you look back at, at lots of recessions, you tend to get people who've either left their business or been made redundant from their job or whatever launch a startup um i mean we're already starting to see a, a number of those in the sector aren't we so is the the barriers to entry in pr are well i don't know they're, they're, historically they've been very they they've been very very low but, but there's an argument i accept that maybe they're, they're a bit more than they were but do you not just think we're going to see a whole bunch of new agencies to, to either join or replace the ones that you suspect have, might fall away yeah, and I, I, I applaud that. Yeah, I set my business up in the last recession. And, you know, when you've got nothing to lose, um, you know, you, you, you really take risk. And that's what the industry needs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, a range of industry, uh, agencies launching. And, and, and certainly, you know, we're, we're, we're probably looking to start to, you know, support and mentor anyone that comes through that, that wants so, I mean, I, I would love to see more people. Um, enter. I, th- I think getting out of big corporate jobs in, you know, all of the kind of dinosaur networks and launching small innovative businesses to reflect, you know, the emergence, the economy does need to change and evolve would be great. So the more the merrier. 
I think the furlough scheme has been great as a very aggressive, very decisive um, uh, action by government to stop blind panic. I think I think it needs to start, you know, winding up now. I think there's, um, you know, there's a lot of big, you know, international PLCs that are just leaning on it to, you know, prop up their um, prop up their businesses. I th- I, th- I think that we need to. The, the problem we've got now is I think what it did do. Is, it, is it's put off a lot of redundancies. I think there'll be quite a cause and effect link between people that put on furlough that are then subsequently made redundant. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think that that's what the government are, 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 are concerned about. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crunch point for that, isn't there? I mean, July, July seems to be the, 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 the crunch point for, for when the, the, the furlough scheme is due to end, that people would need to be made, give it, given notice for their redundancies. Is, yeah. is that, so there's, it, it's coming up pretty soon, that, that point, right? Yeah. Um, has we're just talking about how COVID nineteen sort of changed W's relationship with your clients in a pre-show chat. You just talked about that a little bit, and I, I was my initial hypothesis was that the fact that it had all gone virtual, there was a concern that you were a bit bit more distant in that client relationship. But you you actually thought that things were, if anything, the relationships have got closer. Why is that? I think we've um, there's definitely I think a greater sense of kind of camaraderie. Um, I mean, you know, we, we are they're all going through incredible changes in, in in many many ways. And I think as an industry in general, I think we've been a pretty good partner to our clients. Um, you know, they they I think I think the thing I love about the PR industry is we're able to. Um, you know, move at speed with clients and respond to their, to their requirements. And so I think some of the work that's come out, obviously I'll champion some of ours, but everything from doing virtual pubs with Camden Town to, to virtual festivals with, um, with, with, with Defected, there's, there's been lots of great work that's come out of it in a way that I think any PR agencies could do. I've, I've not seen huge amounts of innovation coming out of um, the ad industry. I mean, it all seems to be, you know, people at home on Zoom in every single ad I've seen in the last three months. Um, so I think that, I think because you're more distant, I think it's, you, you, you sort of have to make more of an effort to to connect. And actually, you know, some of our clients are quite far away. Um, and so you, you know, you sometimes don't quite want to make the two hour train journey there and back. Whereas with a quick Zoom, you can jump on and off. So I, I, I think that it's it, it certainly helped some of those, some of those relationships. And I, and, and, and I think that, as an industry and an agency, we're, we're able to provide quite good counsel in terms of how our clients are navigating things as they change almost on a weekly basis. There's been a fair bit of chat in the sector about, uh, uh, I detest the term, but a new normal for agencies where we're in a, dis- a discussion around that balance of working from home from working in the office. And I know you talked a bit about it in the, in the, in the short term um, yeah. earlier. Um, but where do you stand on that debate longer term? How do you think that's going um, to... I think that, you know, um, I've, I've been watching some old movies at home with my kids recently, um, and one of them was set in the future of 2010, and we're all sort of having jetpacks and flying around it. So I think I think this kind of sense that, you know, the future changes all the time, I think is, is unrealistic. I think that this, this idea that we'll all be able to work virtually from our homes all over the world, it's just not the case. And I've, I've, I, one of the reasons I'm back now is because t- to lead a business, you, you just can't do it over Zoom. It, it, it's, it's very, you can do it sh- over a short term period, 
in a period of crisis. We're not in crisis anymore. We're just in a bit of a shit recession. And actually, you need to be around people to galvanise and lead them and inspire them. So um, do I think we're all going to be working at home from Zoom and we'll never need offices? Absolutely not. You know, I, I, think that, I think we'd all be surprised with how quickly we'd probably return to a fairly big degree of... The, the reason the business day is as it is, it's been like this for hundreds of years, it's because it kind of works. You know, it works around school timetables, it works around, you know, yeah, the, 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 the day and night. So I, I think that will there be a bit more flex? Will we probably be a bit more relaxed about, you know, one or two days a week working from home? Maybe you'll see a few more flexi hours. But I, I think once we get through this, I'd imagine it will be relatively back to normal. I mean, I've seen Sorrel banging on about, you know, how all of his staff are going to work from home. But it's, you know, that's, that's you know, he's talking like the guy that bought into my space a bit late. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, I, 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 I don't think, um, you know, he's, yeah. I don't think there is going to be a requirement for um, for people to to work remotely because we're in we're a people industry, um, yeah. and at some point people are going to get sick of that. Well, let's move on to my next question. Actually, the um, have you seen on the advantages of working from home um, for your employees? I, I guess that's that's fairly obvious, is it? In terms of you don't you don't have to do the commute. Um, have people been more productive? I think they possibly were in the, in the first month or so, but did that drop off? I, I don't know if you got yeah, some views massive. on that. Definitely. I mean, it, it's, it's very hard to quantify. Um, and like I said, I think there, there was a period of um, proper crisis and there was a sort of sense of adrenaline that, that I think we all had where we were hustling for our business, hustling for our clients. And it was, you, you got a lot done and, it's just, it's human nature. And I speak for myself personally that, you know, when you're at home and it's really sunny outside and the kids are homeschooling and, you know, do you want to go and sit in the garden for a little bit? Maybe, it, you know, it's just, it's just, and, and, and that's a privilege, but it's day in, day out. It's, it's, it's not good for, for, for productivity. And I think it, I think psychologically you need to leave the house to go to work and also you need to leave work and go home. So I think that there's an overblurring of, of boundaries, which I don't think is healthy um, from, a, from a mental perspective. So, what, so there, are, there are some disadvantages from working from home, both from the company and the employee's perspective, you reckon? Hugely, hugely. I think it's, you know, it, it, it needs to be part of your, your overall working mix, but you know, working from the office all of the time, clearly there are benefits to, to mixing that up working from home all of the time it's it's you know it's not good because it's it's not a it's not it, you need to be in a slightly more formal environment it's part of that the way that that the, the, the way pr people as a career tend to learn you know as, as a that knowledge transfer from from within one 100 percent. Yeah. it's exactly that i always talk about our, our best training we do is sort of just via osmosis you know I, th- I think senior people working from home is much more um realistic but juniors you know it's it's we don't necessarily have a craft or a trade it's much more nuanced based and the best way to learn is from brilliant senior people around you and but there that there's the other element of that right so if all your senior people work from home then the the juniors don't benefit from from that osmosis do they so it's it's a it's um exactly many moving parts to that debate you know what i mean yeah exactly i just i mean like I said earlier, I just for me it's important that we get that we get back into the office now. Whether that's two, three, four days a week, 
you know, flexi hours, that's fine. But there, there needs to be a, a point in the week and in the day where there's a critical mass of people together to, you know, agree on what their sort of shared sense of purpose is. Right. You mentioned earlier that you, you I think you said that um, W hadn't given, uh, take, expect anyone to take a pay cut. Is that, did you, is that right? Correct. Yeah. So if someone had asked you when you were still in employment at a PR firm to take a pay cut, bearing in mind the, the scenario we've just been through, what, what would you have said? Um, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have, well... I, th I think quite often they call them salary sacrifices, don't they? <laughs> I, th I think I'd have struggled to do it. Um, I think you know me well enough, Ben, to know that that would have probably um, uh, not sat well with me. Um, I, you know, I think it's hard to have those conversations. Um, so I think it's I think it's been tough. We've we've seen a lot of a lot of people I know, a lot of friends have all taken taken pay cuts. Um, I'm I, th I think. I'm not sure I agree with it as a good strategy, to be honest. I think it makes more sense to to trim headcount or trim cost elsewhere. You, you want well, in essence, you're, 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 the danger is you demotivate your best people. In essence. Yeah, I mean, look, let's let's say you cut someone's salary by fifteen percent. I don't know how you run your, your your household finances, but from my perspective, that that sort of fifteen percent is likely to be your your personal margin. Do you know what I mean? That's that, that's your kind of beer beer money. Um, yeah, everything else goes towards you know kids and houses and all that stuff. So Red. what you're really doing is you're taking any niceties out of people's um, pay uh, pay packet, right. and you're then asking those people to try and steer your business back out of a recession. So you, you're sort of demotivating people. I just I I. I think it echoes a, a conversation I had with Neil Hedges ages ago, actually, when he was at Fishburne Hedges. Um, right. He's obviously now at Headland. Uh, and I think that was, uh, blimey, when was, it was, I forget which recession it was, but the, the Americans uh, want, wanted him to, to, to in essence, pay, give, give people pay cuts. Um, and Neil, Neil said that if his, his best people would leave um, if you give them pay yeah. instead of take pay cuts. They might not leave tomorrow, but they will in the end leave. Um, yeah. And that makes it very, very hard to get growth when you come out in in the next phase. Completely. I mean, you're 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 demotivating the people, the very people you need to drive growth. So it's a, it's a very it's a very curious thing to do. Um, and I think that coupled with over furloughing is is going to mean that some of the big corporates are just going to be kind of zombie businesses for six or twelve months, yeah. which is great for people like me because. Yeah, we're we're fighting fear, and I just I think there's going to be lots of demo. I think there'll be a huge churn in the job market soon as well. So again, exciting times for us. So just talk to me about just going back to growth. Um, we yeah. talked a bit about it earlier, but the I suppose there's there's two elements to this conversation, aren't there? There is do we believe that the UK economy, stroke global economy, because UK economy isn't going to grow in isolation, I imagine, is going to return to growth in in relatively quick time. Um, and within that, we've got our little PR bubble as to to, to what extent we we benefit or lose from that that trend. Um, so, how are you? Uh, you know, I, I, we're here first of July. It's only it's only ever a moment in time, isn't it? Currently, but but how do you see that that from a PR public relations reset perspective, the industry getting back to growth and, and, and better times? I think it's. Um, uh... I think it's very, very sector dependent. I mean, you know, some of our clients have doubled what they've spent with us. Some of them have cut it down to virtually zero. So, but on 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 aggregate, I think we're looking at 
certainly we're seeing a lot more pitches coming through, um, a lot more briefs, which are which are interesting. I think that we're, we're predicting a, a, a patchy second half of this calendar year. I think I think we'll make our numbers, but you know, in, in quite a painful way. Um, I think there will be. My best guess is there'll be a quarter that just you know knocks it out of the park, probably for everyone, and, and I. I, I potentially early next year i think i think there'll be if we can there's still this kind of fear that there'll be a kind of second uh you know resurgence of um of, of covid providing that that doesn't happen or happens on a mineral level i think at that point there'll be the all clear just to start spending so i think and until we get a nod on that i'd imagine people will still keep their powder a little bit dry but the fact is is there's a huge amount of um untapped consumer spending um and yeah as as things unfold people will need to help you know unlock that money and also there'll be no doubt more and more interesting reputational challenges i mean i think from a internal comms perspective i think as as no doubt big businesses are going to have to make further rounds of significant redundancies kind of client side there'll be a huge opportunity for people in the um you know corporate sector on, on internal comms managing. Yeah, I, I'd imagine from what's going on in the US as well, that they're gonna, their, their stock market looks too good compared to what's going on on the ground. So I'd imagine there'll be some patchy financial results there. So I, I think that there's definite pockets of opportunity and I'd imagine by early next year, they, they should all, you know, um, uh, work together to probably provide a nice bounce for the uh, economy, sorry, the, um, the PR industry in general. And do you see the, the type of work changing much? I mean, clearly experientials had a, a tough old six months, but do you think yeah. is your theme of everything will get back to normal relatively quickly or, or, or more quickly than people think it's going to? Does that, does that follow on the type of work as well? I mean, I think the big issue is, is that um, from, a, from a sort of media perspective is that um, there's less media. Yeah, you know, a lot of media being furloughed as well. So that, that for me represents a real threat to the industry. Um, you know, we, we represent a number of big media companies, um, some of which have ceased printing. So if they don't reprint, um, you, you know, with, with less media, there's, there's less opportunity for, you know, the, the kind of the core engine of PR, which is media relations. So I think, I think that will naturally change. I, th I think that there'll be probably greater growth in content and greater growth in, you know, corporate reputation management. But I, I wonder how media relations will fare if if the media industry itself can't bounce back, yeah, I mean that is a risk, isn't it? Because they clearly had a tough couple of years, and maybe this was the uh, the event that, um, that that cemented, um, you know, not not a universal downturn. I wouldn't suggest that, but a, a, a restructuring of that business model. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, interestingly, you know, we work as as you know, we work with the um, Evening Standard, the Independent, and the India are. are online only and are doing doing great guns and are you know in profit and making significant money so again I, th I think that i think a lot of businesses pr and client side are going to have to look at their business models and the, the smart ones will always find a way through um you know an example being a business that i invest in called pizza pilgrims had 11 restaurants shut and have now figured out how to take all of the base ingredients of pizza and send it in the post 
and they've sold 25,000 units now. Yeah. Um, to, so, so, you know, I, I think... So true, isn't it? If you try and take that defensive market position, it, it, in the end, you run out of road. You've, you really have got to try and take a positive perspective and, 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 and move with the market, which is... Exactly, exactly. Warren Johnson, founder of WP Communications. Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Lots of fun. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.